Hello, beautiful beings. Welcome to Absolute Holistic. I am your host, Lindsay Whitehill. For today's podcast, we will be talking about yoga. I have been looking forward to doing this episode because yoga is popular and most people had have heard of it, but if you're like me, you don't know much about it. Joining me today is artist, light worker, licensed massage therapist, and certified yoga instructor Christina Johnston. Welcome, Christina. Yay! Hello. <laughs> I'm so excited to do this with you today. Oh, me too. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Oh man. Okay, well. I do many things. I do massage therapy and yoga. I teach yoga. I do art and I do shiatsu and energy healing as well, which is kind of in line with the massage therapy, but a little bit different modality. So you're like a jack of all trades. <laughs> well, a few trades, yes. <laughs> is there anything you don't do? No. Uh, no. <laughs> um, how long have you been practicing yoga? Oh, man. I was trying to think of this this morning. I was thinking about your questions and um, realized I've been practicing yoga for 22 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a lot. And you're what? 25? No. Yes. I'm 25 <laughs> years old. <laughs> so I'm 41 and I'm proud to say that based on uh, the things that I'm going to share with you today. So it's, Good. it's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. What sparked your interest in yoga? Um, well, primarily I got really fat after having kids. <laughs> So I was thinking about the story as a funny story. Um, I started, I had my two kids and I'd gained a lot of weight and I was at home and no money and I had to share my car with my husband so I couldn't really get to the gym. So I started going to the thrift store and collecting videos for working out and I got two things, two series. I got the Buns of Steel series. Do you remember that? I do, yes. (laughs) And then good old Jane Fonda. And um, that's what got me started because I was planning to do these videos every day. And one of the videos was a yoga video by Jane Fonda. And I thought it would be awesome to end my week with a nice little stretching routine. And uh, found out that yoga, Jane Fonda's yoga especially, handed my butt right back to me and realized there's a lot more to this yoga stuff than just a bunch of stretching. So that was the beginning. Were you already a licensed massage therapist when you started doing yoga? No, no, I sure wasn't. And actually, it was one of the things that sparked my journey. I was just starting school. And uh, all the people at school, I went to Boulder College of Massage Therapy. So if anyone has been to Boulder, it's the epitome of dog loving vegans who do yoga like that is boulder <laughs> do they do goat yoga too they there? do it all <laughs> i always wondered about goat the goat yoga. yoga yes they do they probably invented it yeah i could see that yeah so that's that's how all this began and i was in school and um around a lot of people that do yoga and it started to grow from there perfect tell me about your yoga training um where did you train for yoga. I trained at Bella Yoga Incorporated, which I don't know if it's still there, but that was in the Brighton area. And I was living in Brighton at the time and found my teacher and knew that she was the one to teach me what I needed to know. She was fun, loving. Um, her classes had slowed down and she had a spiritual aspect to her practice that I wanted to learn from her. 
And so were you already doing energy work then as well? When yes. You... Okay. Yeah, by the time that I trained for yoga, I had um, been through massage therapy school and shiatsu training and was primarily doing energy work at that time. Awesome. Mm-hmm. What techniques did you learn when you were in yoga, in your yoga training? Um, the techniques, uh, well, that um, I did Iyengar yoga, and that is not only a physical practice, but a spiritual practice. Um, it goes, it studies the eight limb path. Um, a lot of people think yoga is a religious practice, and it is not a religious practice, but it does touch on ethics and morals. Um, and so I, I brought um, a little bit of knowledge here. I was just going to run through what the eight limb path is because people don't really understand the difference between yoga and religion. Right. Um, so I'm just going to read some of these terms, and some of them are from the Sanskrit language, which is an ancient language. Um, so you won't recognize some of the words, but I'll explain what they are. Okay. Um, the first limb on the alien path is yamas, and it deals with ethical standards, and it touches upon love um, and nonviolence, which in yoga is not necessarily a simple thing uh, when you think about non-harming, non-violence, and loving something. Uh, it could be difficult, especially in relationships or even the the thought of, do I eat meat or do I not eat meat? Because you have to keep a balance between non-harming yourself and non-harming someone else, and it can get complicated, and that's where yoga is really helpful with uh, centering in on truth and how to be as non-harming and loving as possible. Um, right. Uh, Satya is another aspect of the ethical standards, and it's talking about telling the truth about things always. And that's what yoga does is bring us to the truth. A lot of people think yoga brings you to a state of bliss or a state of peace. Right. Sometimes that happens and sometimes it doesn't because it makes you tell the truth. It's a stripping away of anything untruthful. Um, Asteya is non-stealing, non-greed, practicing non-greed. And Brahmacharya is the practice of being in a state of moderation, not using more than you need to, just um, giving and taking exactly what you need. A paragrapha is the open hand. I deal with this a lot in class. Um, Many times I'll have people just open their hands and have the experience of letting the things in their life pass through their hands, let the wind blow it out or bring things in as we're in a current and letting that current constantly flow without gripping onto anything. Um, and we go into the niyamas, um, the rules for living. Saucha is something we practice. It's cleanliness, um, the physical cleansing. We do a lot of twist poses to cleanse the body. Um, Santusha is the practice of contentment, being happy with what we have. Tapas is the burning, the fire that we develop, enthusiasm, and also discipline. We practice discipline when we're in a pose and it's burning and hard to stay. We stay with it to practice discipline. Svadhyaya um, is self-study, and you'll find when you're doing yoga that you begin to notice there's a dark aspect to the self that is just as true as the light aspect and learning to be with both uh, without judgment. We practice non-judgment, just observing um, and learning how to be with your full self. And that's also where yoga diverse away from religion. Yoga allows you to be with your dark and your light simultaneously and to balance it. And that is a concept that um, has really helped me in my life.
Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because without the dark, you can't have light, right? Correct. So they create and control each other. And I've learned to actually use my darkness to bring a balance to my life and use the light to bring a balance to the darkness. And understanding there are both in equal amounts in all of us is really, it's the truth. And it's helpful to know how to manage that. Yeah, definitely. Um, another aspect is the surrendering to God. It's also opening the hands. I talk about a lot, surrender, 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 because we, we want to control, plan, and grip. And actually life flows perfectly when you just let go. So Yes, um, I, I agree with that, definitely. Um, a lot of people think that yoga is just a bunch of stretching. Um, those things that we visually see the body doing are called asana. Those are the poses. They do stretch you and pull you and traction you and also strengthen simultaneously. That's why yoga is so brilliant in that you're deeply strengthening but also releasing. It's rejuvenating. It's not a pushing like when you go to do lifting weights or something, you're pushing yourself to exert. And yoga is the opposite. It's a release on one side while you're exerting the other and then you do the opposite and you exert the opposite side while releasing the other and it has a rejuvenating effect on the body. And then the other aspect of yoga that we don't talk always about is pranayama. And that is, if you are breathing, you're doing yoga. And yoga teaches very specific breath work, which opens and cleanses the body and connects us to our spirit. It's the most important part of yoga is the breath. Oh, yeah. Pranayama, I've heard that word before. Doesn't what is, doesn't that mean like life breath or life force yes, or something like our that? life is our breath if you're not breathing you're not living so yeah <laughs> it's kind of hard when to live without breath <laughs> you practice pratyahara you're actually practicing being alive and yeah it's a little it's important. nice to be yeah. alive it's good it's a good practice to have <laughs> oh man <laughs> let's see let's see um when we practice yoga, there's just so many aspects that i try to every class bring in a few aspects dharna is the steadiness of the mind so especially to do balance yoga, we focus and, and you have to be in full focus or you're going to fall. So it really sharpens the mind. Dhyana is meditation. Um, I, we meditate in my class after every single class. Um, true meditation it would be to sit in the quiet. I usually do guided meditation so people can survive it because meditation is difficult. Yeah, not a lot of people know how to meditate. They It's hard for people to shut off their minds, especially... Yes. In this day and age. And in fact, almost impossible. So I, I'm trying to train people, and I'm working on it, how to, you don't have to shut your mind off, but you need to switch the focus from the chatter of the mind to the deeper internal self where you get your true answers. Um, and that, that's something that is a journey. It's a journey from the mind to the heart and to connect them together and then deeper to the spirit and keep it all flowing in unison mm-hmm. letting it speak that's it's a journey it takes years sometimes yes so there's just a little bit more samadhi is um the final when we're in our shavasana or co- corpse pose basically corpse it is, pose corpse pose is like you just die on the mat <laughs> you done yoga you know what that is you're yep. like oh thank god <laughs> but it's that moment where you feel the light uh just flowing through you that perfect balanced peace where you know that everything 
is just fine. And sometimes you'll even see the white light flowing behind your eyes. So Oh, that's neat. Yeah, you'll feel your body humming. Um, you know, and, I think I've felt that. Yeah. I, I mean, not that I've done a lot of yoga. I've done, like, vinyasa flow here and there. I did one kundalini <laughs> yoga class, and I that was super intense. Yes. I was really out of shape then, too, though. So. <laughs> yeah, well, yoga will let you know exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be strengthened, so. Yeah, some of this is probably very foreign, but I just wanted to touch on uh, some of the words that you may hear if you go to a class and what they mean. They're not religious terms. This is what we're what we're practicing. Yeah, and I know some people kind of stray away from yoga because of they think it's religious, you yes. know, and it's against their religion, you know, or mm-hmm. there's you know they have issues there with that yes yeah I yeah there's a lot of labels I think that it will enhance any religious practice well not any religious practice because there are some religions that would not encourage love (laughs) like maybe not satanism (laughs) or not that one (laughs) yeah it's it's definitely enhancing to any religion that you practice so what is your favorite yoga technique to teach I was reading yeah I was trying to prepare this and I think the answer that came to me is that I am a non-technique teacher a non-teaching teacher Mm -hmm. and um, I actually have a story one of my students um, came to me and she said you've inspired me so much that I want to also become certified as a teacher which touched me deeply and then a few weeks later, she came back and she said, I'm so frustrated because they make me do all this breath work. They make me um, have like a beginning meditation where I have to say something. And she said, you don't do that. It, what? Where did you get trained? And I, I learned through time and the years of getting on the mat that in order to teach somebody something, they have to have the personal experience. And you can't tell somebody what to experience and have them personally experience it. So yes. I think it's a, an art to non-teach people. Um, so when I start my class, I never start with my own thoughts. I ask the students, where are you? Oh, yeah. And tell me the truth. And, that, and then no one is allowed to have an opinion on that truth. It is what it is. And that is deeply setting free, deeply learning and then I listen to my students, and if they are struggling with something, then I remember the eight-limb path, and I'll give them cues like open your hands. Um, how can we love? How can we let go here? Um, and through the experience of, of their own deep internal world coming up with their own answers, I believe you learn much more. So my favorite technique is the non-technique. There you go. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. That's that's good. And I think that's, you know, because I work on a lot of your um, students, mm-hmm. and they they love your yoga classes, and I think that's why, because you don't, you don't do the same thing every single time. It's not the same old technique. You mix it up, you it's know. It's never, and, ever the same. Yoga is never the same experience. And so when I show up to class, I have a basic outline we're doing legs or we're doing, I do a lot of chakra work, so we're doing lower chakra today, but I listen, and certain poses align certain energies. I don't have to say a word. Yeah. I just put them into the alignment and let them experience it. Yeah, so. yeah. 
And how, how has practicing yoga changed your life? That is a long journey, um, and, the, and quite the journey. Uh, so when I started, I, you know, the initial is you, you start off and you see, I was intimidated because I was overweight and had two kids and very out of shape, and you see all these skinny people yeah. running around in spandex <laughs> and yeah. all these crazy movements. You're just like, That's why I don't do it now. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the actual experience of doing yoga, it brings you to that, um, oddly enough, so, yeah, what started me was trying to lose weight, thinking I just need to stretch out after working out. And then a, a happening happened in my life where I went to the chiropractor, and I have a scoliosis in my back. And I was told by two chiropractors that I wouldn't live past 30 because my spine was fusing right on my heart nerve and that my heart would eventually be unable to beat. And it would be the end of life for me around the age of 30. Oh my gosh. And I was not willing to accept that. I denounced it and said, no, I will live past 100 in perfect health. And that is how that is going to be. And I expect there to be a simple answer. And um, in school, it came to mind as I got this knowledge that I had a close friend who was all about yoga. And she said that she had gotten a diagnosis where her spine was about 80 years old. She was 20. Oh my gosh. And they told her the same thing. You're not going to live long. You have the spine of an 80-year-old. And she did wow. yoga for two years and then went back and to a different chiropractor. And they said, you have the spine of of a youthful person. Like, your spine is in great shape and you're going to live, like, a long time. And I was like, well, she can transform like that. So can I. So I started doing yoga just like she did about four days a week. And uh, went back two years later and... They said, oh, you have a mild scoliosis, but everything's nice and supple and flexible, and I don't see any problems. And I got my height measured, and I've gained an inch and a half of height. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. And here I am, 41. So proud to say that. And I got my kids raised, and I am not dead, and I don't intend on being dead anytime yeah. soon. <laughs> You're going to live to 100, baby. Yeah. yeah. At no. least, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, yoga can be life-changing. Yes. I mean, not only physically but emotionally and spiritually, really. The journey, yes, I saved my spine and kept my heart beating, but I would say the deeper journey I've had with yoga annihilating belief systems that weren't working for me, it was definitely something to show up on the mat. It had to be a commitment. Um, it's, It's completely, I don't want to say reinvented because it's really just brought me into my deepest being. Um, and I think that's why we see yogis, the ones that are down the path that are old yogis, you'll see their hair's all grown out and they don't wear a lot of makeup and they toss their bras to the wind. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it brings you to exactly what you are, just just beautiful human being that doesn't need to be anything for anyone. Um, yeah. And, and you're at peace with yes. yourself and yes. where you're at and... Mm-hmm. I want to be that when I grow up. <laughs> well, come on. <laughs> I know I need to do more yoga. I'm so bad. Yeah. I, um, I've even, you know, like I was saying, I've done like vinyasa flow, mm-hmm. you know, that's like mainly the only one I've practiced. I did the one Kundalini. I've even, um, tried chair yoga, mm-hmm. which was really neat because if you're older or you're limited physically, you can do it in a chair yes like I never even like thought that was possible oh yoga 
you can even just start watching. Uh, there's a story that just rocked my world, and part of the reason why I knew I could still live. Um, I when we were in school, we learned about a paraplegic that denounced his his not being able to move. He could move from his neck up, and that was it. So he started doing yoga, and what he would do is watch videos of yoga, and try to make his body move by watching the video, and all of a sudden he could move. And two years later, he's able to go through, he's standing, walking, and able to do yoga because he told his mind, I need you to do this. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just by watching the movement, the brain will already begin to connect you. Oh, wow. Well, the mind is a powerful thing. Yes. And then, and if you think you're too old, you can start in a chair. If you can get to your chair, you'll work to getting to the floor. If you can get down to the floor, then you can begin to work on opening the body and you just don't know how far you can go. I had a client that was 90 years old that couldn't get on the floor at first. He started at 90. Oh, my goodness. And we, the day he hit pigeon pose, he nailed it. I told him he was a stud. It made his whole day. <laughs> but a 90, he started at 90 and was able to be able to get down to the floor and get into a pigeon pose, which is not an easy pose. No. For any, it's, you know, major hip opening, major stretching and strength to be able to do that pose. And so I don't need, anyone, I don't think I could do it. <laughs> Pigeon pose. And he did, so you can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if he can do it, I can do he, it, That's right? right, that's right. And you can start at 90 if you decide to. <laughs> well, hopefully I won't wait that long to start doing yoga seriously. Yeah. And that, you know, and that's the nice thing I think about yoga is you can modify. Yes. You know, that you know just because you can't like do a pose a certain way doesn't mean you know you can't modify it absolutely it's a celebration of where you are and a request to go a little bit further and that's it yeah definitely maybe i should start in a chair (laughs) (laughs) that's fine (laughs) that's where you are we celebrate (laughs) oh man so why why should people practice yoga Oh, uh, just the journeys that we talked about. You are extending your life. You are building health. Your daily life, you'll be able to move. You're stronger. You're more flexible. But on the deeper levels, you're connected to your spirit. Um, living in truth may not always be easy, but it, it is the path to peace. And if, if you're not feeling at peace and not feeling you're in the right space or feeling like you've lost yourself, Yoga is probably the the richest tool to bring you back to yourself, back to your purpose, I would say. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. So tell me about some success stories that you've had with uh, your students or even yourself or people that you know, anything that sticks out in your mind. Well, let's see. We have a client or a student, um, I would say my most successful right now as a student I have, he's a man, and uh, I don't know if he wants me to use his name, so I won't. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he's lost 30 to 40 pounds, and I've just been watching his body completely transform from uh, someone who works in an office chair and holds that posture even when he was standing. Uh, he was facing carpal tunnel surgery and just pain all the time, and uh, an unhappiness in his life. Um, I feel he was just stuck um, in belief systems that were entrapping him in an emotional prison. Yeah. And I can see the weight peeling off. 
um, not only physically but mentally and emotionally. And things have shifted in class uh, that he now shares truth about where he's at in his struggle uh, to face the things that are not working for him, but he can actually tell himself the truth now. To me, that's a huge victory. Absolutely. Um, Looking at his posture, his alignment, he's avoided surgery and now has no pain or very little pain in his wrists, and the pain in his neck is improving. His entire body is just, he looks like a different man. It's, it's amazing. So I would say looking out over the class, that is very inspiring for me. Absolutely. Well, and I know one of my clients, she takes your yoga class and she's, I I mean, I started working on her, um, it was a little over two years ago, I believe, when she first moved here. And she was in some pretty bad shape. She had some really bad chronic pain. She would go to doctor after doctor. They they had no answers for her. They, I mean, at one point they even thought it was all in her head you know, um, they just kind of pushed her to the side and said, deal with it. Here's some medication. And she tried everything, diets. Um, she did a lot of body work, different things. And when I started working on her, uh, we worked a lot with her fascia, you know, and, um, I, when I met you, I told her you need to really try yoga. And she was, she was reluctant because she wasn't sure, you know, well, my body's not that great. You know, it's hard for me to move around. And like the day she took it, she was, she was hooked. And I have seen her body completely transform since that first yoga class. Mm -hmm. So it has just enhanced what I do and what you do, you know, it's her body is just completely different. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yes. And she's grown so much, not just physically. When we first began, she had a hard time sitting on the floor. Getting down to the floor was very difficult. Staying on the floor was very difficult, but she committed to herself and has been opening, opening, opening. And and also uh, she's a healer and being able to tell herself the truth about that. And having a safe space for someone, to, she could say, I am, this is what I am. And having no one argue with her and, and give her the space to be what she is, I think I think that was the deepest part of this. Yep, sitting mm-hmm. with your truth. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. definitely. So you are, um, you're currently teaching classes at Massage Haven, mm-hmm. one-on-one. So you can, um, people can book appointments with you to do one-on-one yes. yoga. And that's probably, I would be willing to do that because you, you Highly know. recommended maybe, <laughs> especially if you're terrified to go to class that first that's time. Me. You're visualizing <laughs> the, the skinny people in the spandex. Yeah. You're terrified. <laughs> yeah, just sitting with me one-on-one and, and we could work on some very basics. See where you're at. Make sure you're going to be safe and um you know, going into class with a little bit of knowledge helps the person to feel a little less intimidated. They don't feel embarrassed. They know what to expect. They know what to bring. They know what to wear. They have some idea how to do some basic poses, and it just really enhances your confidence. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk a little more about the meditation at the end, the corpse pose, shavasana, mm-hmm. whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. And you said you do a guided meditation normally just to kind of settle people into that. Yes. just kind of hold their hand, guide them along. How long do you do the meditation? How long does that last in in your yoga session? 
usually in between 15 minutes to a half an hour i try to make the yoga asana the postures a little bit flexible if i'm not done yet we don't stop but um if if we are done then i do a little bit longer meditation and then yeah, i pick out all kinds of stuff to talk about usually um in i don't state it really up front like we're working the the sacral chakra today but we will be doing poses that work the sacral chakra and then I'll also incorporate a meditation maybe on um, self-confidence or self-truth or life path direction something that correlates with we've already opened these energies so then I'll pick a meditation that will get the brain in alignment because the brain likes to fight the shift so if we can get the brain on the same path as, <laughs> as the heart and the spirit that's a victory and and I kind of finesse the meditation in that way just to help people out because sitting in the silence, uh, people just get up and leave. It's just too much. So I found it easier to um, yes. nudge them along in that way and give their minds something to hold on to. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. And mm-hmm. it is hard for people. You know, you've got to shut that ego off. you got to quiet the ego or else it'll just keep talking and then oh, I got to go do this, or, oh, man, I... What's that noise? Is that a yeah. bird? Is that a squeak? Is there water dripping? <laughs> like squirrel? No. Squirrel. <laughs> yes. Well, I want to just come in and do the meditation. Can I do that? No. You absolutely can, No, yes. I'm joking. No, people do, actually. Usually it's the other way around. They they can't handle the meditation. They get up and leave, but I That'd have That would be my favorite people, part. I love few it. few people want to just come for meditation, and I'm open for whatever, yeah. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. your, so your class is pretty flexible. I mean, and that's that's great. I I love that about your yoga class. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think people, you know, they need that flexibility. Because, yes. you know, you go to a yoga class and it just seems so, I don't want to say like cookbook, but, you know, it's, it's cookbook. <laughs> it, it is. It's following the script. And yeah. that's what I uh, found not working sometimes. Not that it's a bad thing. I say go to any yoga class and you Absolutely. will benefit. But my class... I slow it down. Um, I do. I always remind you, it's your practice. It is. This is your practice. I'm presenting a space for you. If you need to lay down the whole time, if if you get that rush and your body says, "Okay, that was huge. I need to lay down." I want you to. If you need to just sit down and meditate, I want you to. I'm creating a space for you to come practice with me. So, yes, very flexible. This is your practice. I'm just creating the the sacred space for you to show up. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, is there anything else you think we need to cover on yoga? Anything you want to say that we're missing? Gosh. (laughs) Probably think of a million things later. (laughs) (laughs) The pressure's on. (laughs) I don't think so. I think I covered the things that were near and dear to my heart today. Yeah. Good. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for doing this with me. I know you're a busy lady with your art and (laughs) yoga and massage and energy work and like I said you're jack of all trades so you're my hero (laughs) I appreciate you too and I appreciate you creating the space for me to speak and hopefully uh, this is something that somebody needed to hear today absolutely get your butt to yoga class I know I need them so bad (laughs) and Christina she um there is a new yoga studio that just opened up out here in Pueblo West yes it's wild child yoga and it is on two oh crap I don't remember the address I have to edit this (laughs) it is right around the corner from Massage Haven it's on uh, Joe Martinez but I can't remember the exact address so we'll we'll put that in yeah well I'll put that in the in the podcast description and yeah 
uh, hopefully we can get some people to go to your... When do you teach? Uh, my class is Saturday mornings at 8 o'clock. You just show up and we have everything you need. If you want to show up, we have mats and blocks and everything. Um, so I can feel, just show up. You can just no show need up. To bring anything. Absolutely. Beginner, if you've never done it in your life, you will be welcome. And how much do you charge for your class? It's $5 the class right now. Um, I might need to align with the studio because it's such a new studio. We're still settling on that. But at the moment, just show up $5 a class. And oh, if you wow. don't have That's five good. bucks, show up anyways. I kind of just have people throw me five bucks. And if you want to throw me little more and then come for a few weeks or if you're a little short don't worry about it just get your butt to class <laughs> that's what's important that's to me. the important show up yeah. please yeah absolutely mm-hmm. and then you can also book if you want a one-on-one session with christina she does that at massage haven mm-hmm. you can go to their website pueblosmassage.com and see what kind of sessions she has to offer she does like she said she does everything from one-on-one yoga to massage and body work and also some amazing energy work and I have done that with her I've done it all except for the yoga and she's amazing so I highly recommend checking that out and uh thanks again Christina thank you so much for that yes absolutely and everyone tuning in thank you we will catch you on the next podcast